Good morning, beautiful poets. This is Mocha, sister. So I just want to check in with you guys before I jet off into an actual vacation. <laughs> but I won't be gone too long. So I want to do an interesting um, look at remote <clears throat> remote working jobs for poets. This is like a quirky kind of podcast, but you know, my background is a former performing arts teacher. I used to teach poetry and I've worked in schools for a long period of time. I know things are opening up and I wanted to look and see what is out there. And if you don't know, I don't know if I spoke on this, but I am a, uh, um, a vocational coordinator slash disability specialist. So my work often has me coaching people on jobs and getting jobs and things of that nature. And as a teaching artist, former teaching artist, that's all I used to do is just like look for gigs. <laughs> that's all I did. And like most performing artists, you know, you're trying to like, you know, because if you work in a school, if you're in anyone or know anyone that is a teaching artist, you're constantly looking for multiple streams of income because you have to if you go into school like right now we're in the middle of the summer it's going to be pretty hard to um, get something unless you're already locked into a program for the summer for example I remember one summer not working for like you know a couple weeks between the regular school and now that we're in a pandemic I can imagine how hard that is some schools may have summer programs. And actually, if you were to try to get those type of opportunities, you probably would have had to apply for them like earlier part of this year. And then you would know what was available. But being that we are in quarantine life, you know, some people are moving, you know, back into the space. You know, people are either vaccinated or unvaccinated. I'm not going to talk about that aspect, but you know, some schools are still having summer programs, day camps are opening, things of that nature. And so I was kind of curious to see, are there opportunities, one, for teaching artists? Where are they? Where, where are they? And what are they called? <laughs> so this is a quirky little episode because on Mocha's Jams, you never know what you're going to get. But um, so one of the things I would say, if you are a teaching artist and you're trying to look I mean, I would say you're already probably in the middle of the summer and maybe you're already working, which is great. Um, online, there are uh, opportunities listed under Indeed.com. And if you go to Indeed.com um, and just type uh, remote and then what you say, when you're looking for the job, just put poetry or teaching artists or educator or something like that. And then it should generate something. So I was looking and I found that the average on most of these jobs right now for performing arts teachers are about 15 or 25 an hour. Um, there are some remote, remote positions uh, in different locations that are asking for you to have a background with knowing how to read poetry and um, maybe do a little bit of acting because, you know, these are part-time positions, whether you're self-employed or or listed as a 1099 employ, um, employee, um, that's pretty much what it is. Um, 
there are on-call teaching artists where basically there, I know, for example, in San Francisco in the Bay Area, there's an on-call teaching artist position. They want you to prepare a small group of students to perform at a poetry festival. You have to have experience teaching or have a background in creative writing and stuff like that. That's kind of a cool gig. Like, honestly, if I wasn't <laughs> already fully employed doing what I do, that would be something that I would definitely get into. And this is an awesome opportunity. It doesn't, I mean, of course, you do need to have the ability to teach in multiple locations and, you know, um, and used to working in a residency. If you've never worked a residency, this probably would be a hard situation because you're going to have to know how to engage um, black and brown, low income and otherwise marginalized students um, have a great background, a diverse background in teaching some kind of musicality, poetry, creative writing and spoken word in a classroom or some kind of other setting. Um, and this specific opportunity is asking for you to understand uh, African diaspora, understand jazz history, um, understand how to do a curriculum and lesson plans and workshops around black history for middle school students. Um, be able to teach two sites at a time. Um, on this specific job, they're asking for at least four residencies in either one full day, two mornings, two afternoons, or some combination. Um, most importantly, they're looking for someone who is reliable, who is punctual and flexible. And I can tell you as a former teaching artist, if I wasn't reliable, if I wasn't on time, and if I wasn't flexible, I would have never sustained an eight-year uh, career in teaching poetry. I was very reliable. I was super early to my, my work sites. I was functional and I was engaging with the front office staff. I made sure that I was, I had my curriculum. I made sure I understand, you know, got copies of the poems or whatever my teaching um, materials for the day. I would say this, <clears throat> this type of position or any kind of teaching artist position, do not, do not think that it's there up to them to provide X, Y, Z. You can ask at the front desk of that school or location that you're going to about if there, if you have access to a Xerox machine, but in most of these positions, you would have to go to like a Staples or Office Max or some other location make copies of all your poems and make sure you have a folder, make sure you have everything prepared beforehand and make sure you know your curriculum. I remember when I came into teaching artists, I just was like doing stuff off the fly <laughs> and it was, it was not good y'all. So don't do that. Make sure you're on point. But if I wasn't doing what I'm doing now, I would love to do this, this on call teaching artist position in San Francisco. That may be lucky I'm over here. Anyway, this position that I was talking about is listed on Indeed.com. It's an on-call teaching artist through the San Fran Jazz Center in San Francisco Bay Area. You do have to have uh, the ability to pass a background check. You need to be fingerprinted and TB test. And that's even more important now that we in, in a post-COVID, well, we're still in the COVID time period, so... I think they said if you're interested in applying for this job, um, it's uh, jobs at 
fjazz.org. Um, I'm not a recruiter for them. I believe they're looking for someone to be available um, August of this year through May of next year. That's a pretty cool gig, though. Anyway, let's move on. Um, there are jobs as a poetry study guide. This is a remote position. This is interesting. I've never seen anything like this. <clears throat> the company is called supersummary.com, and they is an academic website. So they basically want you to complete two poetry study guides for the month or 20 per year. It's long-term, flexible freelance work. You have to have excellent writing skills, working on deadline, being able to do literary analysis and academic writing, advanced degree in humanities as a plus, and teaching experience. Um, it's, a, it's a fully remote position. That's pretty, too. Yeah, that's cool. I see a lot of literature study guide uh, positions. This is another one I just found. Um, uh, in this one, um, the individual must be able to read and analyze uh, fiction, nonfiction, and poetry titles. Um, and basically, study guides have to have around 15,000 words. This is pretty detailed. Um, <clears throat> that's interesting. I never even heard of these type of jobs. I didn't know about this. But, you know, with, with uh, remote, things have changed. Um, there's another position that looks like it's a, uh, some kind of teacher position for an organization, um, $20 an hour. Um, and these are all remote type of positions. Um, in addition to that, you know, a lot of people, uh, teaching artists, are going to websites like Fiverr.com. Um, as F I V E R R dot com, and what people are doing is they are posting their skills there. Whether you are want to be a virtual assistant and helping promote people's Instagram or social media accounts, individuals are on there working as a resume providing resume services. You know, all kinds of all kinds of. Uh, services. Um, there are freelance websites for, um, let's see, guru.com. That's another one that I know of, but you know, there's a lot, there are a lot of, of, of positions out there. And I know people are looking and especially if you're a poetry related person, you could be an individual who, I don't know, you you need something before school starts. And on a personal note, what I used to do during the summertime was I would contract my services to working with um, schools on like a six to eight week type of family literacy. And, you know, if you have great relationships with these schools, it's easy to get those type of gigs. Because, again, if you've been coming to the work assignment on time and you haven't been an issue and you've you've engaged well with the school, the students, the teachers, staff or whatever. They 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 always have some kind of extra programming going on. You just, you know, one of the tips that I would say that you need to consider is if you are in the schools, um make yourself a business. Oh, I probably have to do a whole 
different segment on that. What I mean is get a find a way to get a contract through the schools so that you are able to um, really spend some time in, you know, setting yourself up as a business. Now, it does require some work. That means your curriculums need to be tight. You need to be documenting all the work that you do. You need to create yourself as a business and go through personal, um, you know, whatever your business, whatever you would call yourself (laughs) and go through um, small business administration or the score office to get some assistance on how to set up your business. So when you do go to the schools, you are a professional. You're not just showing up and saying, hey, I I want to make some quick money with you guys. No, you need to go as a business. Have a business card, have a business marketing kit. Uh, quick tip, Canva.com is a website that you can get a free subscription to, and you can basically work on all your material, your marketing kit, your logo. You can work on your, your, your resume on the hair. You can create any kind of um, marketing or social media um uh, documents or files that you need to share. That's just the thing. When I went to the city of Chicago, it was easy for me to get in as a vendor because I had already been doing work for a number of years. And I just went to straight to the Chicago public school system. They have it on their website, um, like how to go through the process and how to get, you know, quote unquote, a contract, but you know, it's, you're a stronger candidate when you're coming from a business angle than an artist angle. Artists might just want to show up, do the cool stuff, be the poet and all that. No, when it's time to do business, you need to show up, be professional, have your curriculums identified, make sure they look good, make sure you have a business plan, make sure you have a business card. The reason why I got my first teaching artist position is because I was um, at a literary event and I had a marketing packet. I used to always have a marketing kit with me wherever I went. (laughs) And it always had a business card. I had a copy of all my literary performances or literary resume that I, or artist resume that I created. You can pull this stuff on the social media or internet and you should be able to find one. And I also made sure that I had a copy of one of my poetry books with me. So when I went, I was networking and going to different tables and they were like, "Okay, who is this? Ah!" And it was like, oh, we're looking for teaching artists. Would you be interested? And at the time, you know, I was like, yeah, whatever. But that's how I got my first job. Um, And from that point on, I always had an angle of being a professional, although I was a poet, because I see... I seen when people were kind of lazy and being like a artist without being professional, what that looks like. And I didn't want to be in that box. I wanted to be the artist, but also the professional. And the more professional you are, the more you show up on time, the more you're following through on things. And even if things don't go well at the assignment or whatever that you're doing is just We know that we can rely on this person because they are going to handle business. So for other literary um, things that people could be looking at, there's a lot of money to be made in the professional side of publishing. Maybe I'll do a segment on that if you guys want to hear. But 
just looking at what's out there, people that are like editors or literary, you know, work with literary agents, they make around 60,000 or more. And some of these positions are remote. <laughs> I'm seriously, I seen one right now. It says literary agents, 75,000 to six figures. You do need to have some background and contract and negotiations, but you just need a high school diploma. <laughs> This person is responsible for scouting out new authors, and um, it, it, it's pretty much a 100% commission with no base, which could be risky for you. So you may say, oh, Pam, I don't want to do this. Oh, Mocha, you're crazy. But if you already work in part-time and say, like, you want to try out something new, a literary agent is not bad. It's 100% commission with no base. But if you're an engaging personality... You know how to pitch um, um, a good authors and get good authors. This, I think this is a perfect position for someone on social media, someone who has access to a lot of authors and understands how to, to, um, to really present that organization, that publishing agency with candidates that will go well with a certain type of book. Or product, so maybe it's fiction or nonfiction. So I'm looking for a good writer for fiction or nonfiction, and I need to understand by studying, you know, the services that we provide. Um, and the good thing about this position, from what I see, it is no literary experience is necessary. That's crazy. So maybe I know most people would want to be more comfortable with a position that has a set salary but if you already kind of side gigging and you decide to do like a literary agent or some kind of publishing or editor position that was my dream position back in the day <laughs> I gave it up for regular work but hey in my second life who knows you know after I retire I could always go back but yeah there are a lot of freelance um positions like that freelance editor positions um there are learning facilitator positions where basically these are per dean positions, meaning you get paid per work. And this specific one that I'm looking at is out of Chicago, but it's remote. So you don't have to be necessarily in Chicago for this one. But um, it looks like you do need to have experience in teaching, running groups and stuff like that because you have you have to engage grades 6 through 12 for English language arts curriculum. And actually this organization um, needs someone to deliver a virtual format during the week of August 9th. So it's pretty, it's coming up. It is basically um, utilizing... I know about synchronous virtual format because as a college student, I know exactly what that is. This person is going to be uploading probably, you know, a whole curriculum and working with students to kick off this learning experience, whatever it is. Um, so you definitely need to have a bachelor's in education or a bachelor's degree. You have to, um, they would prefer that you have a master's and at least three years of classroom experience um, and, uh, and working with low performing high needs schools. Now, this is a great type of position. I mean, it's on a, a needs, I mean, it's not a huge, 
huge. Uh, I mean, they don't list the money, but another tip is if you are trying to look up salaries and things of that nature, you can go to glassdoor.com um, and you can look up the organizations that, you know, you're trying to research. Just That's just a, a, a my vocational tip to you because <laughs> a lot of people don't even research um, anything. They just like apply to the job and use the same resume. That's a whole nother segment one day I might do here, but come on. But, you know, um, I do think that it's, it's kind of crazy that you don't. But yeah, as I look at these these listings, most of the listings for anyone that's trying to do freelance or literary or educational, it's basically running around 20 an hour. Um, if you have a good ed- editor background, 60000 a year, at, you know, working with different organizations, I, th- I think that's great. Especially if you have a good a sense of style and formatting, that's what that is. It's like editing is, you know, it's formatting these, these products and making sure that you have at least five years experience in some kind of publishing, um, being organized, know how to be proficient in, you know, Microsoft Office, Word, Outlook, PowerPoint, Excel, and understanding different style guides. You need to understand either Chicago manual or other style guides because that's what they're looking for. And if you're someone who has that background, I say go for it. <laughs> so um, there are a lot of quirky positions out here right now. I know some teaching artists that have nice voices are going and, and trying to do audio books and things of that nature. And then you can sell on your behind at home and do that. The only thing with that is if you're on acx.com, you have to set up a profile and go through that prompt. So there's a lot of videos on YouTube about that, so you can do that. Um, but you definitely need to promote yourself and make sure you have really good um, content, um, audio uh, audio files and samples of different voices. Because if you don't, uh, you, you know, they're not going to be looking at you too tight. But if you do have that and you have a gauging voice and you can do male voices, female voices, urban voices... That's that's some kind of income, but I don't know, you know, if it's consistent. So I'm just trying to think, you know, what what could you do during the summer? We only got a few more weeks left in the summer. So if you're not already engaged in some kind of like extra thing as a writer, you could be dropping a poetry book. You could be be, you know, doing um, if you are teaching artists, you could put up your your uh you could put up a whole series of um of courses on Skillshare or something else like that. Uh Skillshare is a website that you can actually um present your material to and people pay um to um they pay to go through these these sites and there are thousands and thousands of classes they're online so you know Skillshare is is really good for anyone. And, you know, you're considered an industry leader, a working professional when you go to to a website like uh, Skillshare. So you can be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to do a whole lesson on writing poetry or teaching poetry or whatever. I'm just saying, you know, because I know the summertime is the hardest time to to not have a job consistently 
if you're a teaching artist. And those are rough times for people during the pandemic. I know people are going back to work at some point. I know some people are on, a, on unemployment, but that's coming to an end for most people if they're not um, if they're not doing what uh, the government asks you to do. I believe uh, Department of Labor, you're supposed to be applying for jobs weekly and proving that you apply for those jobs weekly. Um, so, but in terms of opportunities, there are a lot of remote jobs out there. There are edu editor jobs out there. There are teaching artist jobs out there. There are ways that you can figure out to supplement your skills in different ways. When I was not working during the summertime, I ended up being a brand ambassador. <laughs> I would go to different events and just show up and do whatever needed to be done and represent an organization. And I was making 600 to a thousand dollars just showing up doing that. <laughs> so, or, you know, on the low end, you'd be like, you know what? I don't want to do that. Maybe I'll do like a customer service job that's remote or a customer service job that's in a call center. You do what you got to do when you're a teaching artist. You do it for the passion. You don't do it because of the money. Well, at least I didn't. And, you know, I feel like when you're passionate about stuff, you know, the money will come. So I said all that to say that there's a lot of diversity, whether you're looking for remote work or you're trying to uh, figure out what you want to do. Be open and be creative. Don't just think about the one thing that you can do and think outside the box. You know, that is when I made uh, a bigger impact for myself is when I thought outside the box instead of putting myself in the box saying, I'm just a teaching artist. I only teach grades K through 12 and that's it. Okay. In addition to that, yes, you can do family literacy. In addition to that, you can coach, do a summer program. In addition to that, do other stuff. That's how you make it. You don't make it by sit sitting on your laurels and only letting other people drive what you think you should do. You need to reformat and regenerate what it is that you want to do to really make an impact. That's all I got for you right now. I'm going on vacation next week, but I will be back probably yeah at the end of uh, this month. Uh, and I will be back with some new, so, um, new episodes and I love you guys. I hope, uh, thank you for rocking with me. You know, I, I still see you out there. So I appreciate that as well. And this is a long segment and hopefully you can take a little piece of it and apply it to yourself or, you know, a good friend and they may want to hear this and they may be, may need to hear this. Send them the link, <laughs> send them the podcast and let them listen and take some notes. I love you guys. Take care and I'll talk with you soon. Be blessed.